Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we're going to be talking about the limited number of events from... What's today? November 2nd of 2020. Excuse the dog. She's having another panic attack. I don't know why. Um... Before we get into that, I'm going to just briefly say at the top, that way you can skip ahead if you want, Um, please vote. The day you're listening to this, if you're in the U.S., it is election day. If you have not already voted by mail, please vote in person. If you do have an absentee or a vote by mail ballot, please make sure you take it to your local board of elections. Do not put it in the mail. It is too late. It has to be dropped off in person, depending on your state. Please vote. Just, just please. Like, please, pretty please. Um, our futures kind of depend on it. So, yeah. Okay. Um, Let's now, uh, I am going to briefly say I am incredibly stressed out about um, election day tomorrow. I have honestly, um, luckily I don't work my normal day job Monday and Tuesdays. Um, So I've had a day to just kind of pretend the world isn't happening. Um, And I intend on doing pretty much the same thing tomorrow and possibly the next day with the exception of I'll go to work on Wednesday. Um... It's a very stressful time. I know it's stressful for those of us that are especially living in the States. And really, if you're around the world, I know that you are anxious to see what we are going to do. Because in all honesty, some of the future of the world kind of of depends on what we're going to do tomorrow um, and what we've been doing in our voting. So... That's that's my intro. Um, that's my announcement for the day. I'd expect very little content from me tomorrow. Like I said, I do intend on trying to do a podcast. Um, but it may be brief in that it won't have um, a lot of stuff because I might pre like record it early on in the day um, instead of... Like currently, it's 7.30 p.m. Um, if I do it this early, it might be okay. But I want to do it before polls start closing. And my state's polls close at 7.30. So I might do a little bit earlier. Um, so we might not have court circular added in. Um, but that's... We'll figure it out as we go tomorrow. Or I will, honestly. Um, and if I'm not putting anything up, I'll have just like a brief like, hey... Um, taking some time, taking the day to really just sit in the fetal position and panic or do some work and reach out to voters in the states that I am most concerned about, um, to remind them to go vote. So that's, that's the deal. Um, okay. We are going to get started today. There was nothing going on in Belgium. 
Um, just a reminder, things are going to be a little weird this week and really for the foreseeable future as different European countries are hitting lockdown. Um, so Belgium does have an event on the calendar for Wednesday as of right now, um, but that's the only event they are physically showing on their calendar, so everything else is unannounced at this point. Um, okay, let's see. So we are going to jump right in to the British royal family. are going to start with the British royal family. Um, there were no public facing engagements. Um, I'm going to check right now to see, oh dear, um, what the court circular says. Um, I can already tell you tomorrow we will not be reading the court circular because I just lost my brain looking at the, at the times. Um, so it looks like today the Prince of Wales met with Dame Veronica Cortis um, and Professor Richard Prager on the transition of power for um, the Director of Sustainability Leadership at the University of Cambridge. Um, so Ver uh, Dame Veronica Cortes is stepping down from that position and Professor Richard Prager is assuming that position. Um, so that's what was going on publicly. But then yesterday, right after I recorded my weekend podcast, news broke that it looked like uh, the Duke of Cambridge had COVID in April, um, and the story was just kind of revealed over the past couple of days. Um, today, the only reason I'm completely talking about it is because Kensington Palace did confirm that it has happened. Um, and it's getting a lot of mixed reviews, because there's pieces of this puzzle that I have been trying to delve into, but because of my level of stress, I'm not, I'm trying really hard not to fall into this drama of it. Um, because th this is not the thing I need to think about over the next 24 hours, really. Um... <clears throat> But here is my take. He had it at a time that was really scary for the UK. His dad had it roughly around a similar time or had like just started the recovery process from it. The prime minister had it um, and almost died from it. And so, 
William having it at the same time as the Prime Minister is concerning. Um, and right after his father had it and all of this, we have to, you know, take our minds back to the very beginnings of the pandemic when it like was super unknown still. And it wasn't very clear, like what was going on. And in the UK, people were, you know, talking about the queen's advanced age because she had turned 94 that month. Um, her heir had it and people were concerned because Charles is in his seventies. And so like at that time we really were concerned that anybody elderly was going to die from it. Um, it seems like Charles had a mild case, but still like it was concerning. Then the prime minister and leader of the country had it, um, and almost died and went on a ventilator and had to like appoint someone to fill in in the interim into his position. Um, And it was just this like really bizarre time. And then some other things were going on within like the family dynamic of the British royal family that was a lot newer in April that like now we're just used to. Um, and William having COVID and announcing it would have caused substantial worry. However, what is being reported is that they asked if anyone else in the royal family had had it, like the royal reporters had asked and... Kensington Palace said no, so they lied. So that's where I have the problem. Announce it, announce it when he's recovered. Don't announce it, but don't lie. Um, And I know that I am being a little hypocritical in how I'm thinking about this given how hard I've been on some other, specifically one other royal family and their COVID response. Like, I know I've been really unhappy with the day, with the way the Dutch royal family is covering this, like, or handling COVID, like really unhappy. Um, And like, I'm not thrilled with William or this situation. But the thing is like, I see where he's coming from and also he's not the head of state. Now, he 100% is a role model to his country. Um, Like 100%, I'm not saying he's not, but, but he's not the monarch. And so, I mean, I don't have a good justification for why I'm not being as hard on him than I have been on the Dutch Royals, other than what I said when I, like, recovered 
from the furiousness that I had with the Dutch Royals is they're not my royal family. Of course, I sit and I talk about seven families every day, but none of them are my royal family currently. <laughs> um, and I think where I'm most mad, honestly, is that he, they, Kensington Palace, lied about it. That's where I'm most frustrated. Because, like, look, like, I'm not press. I'm not a journalist. That's not my, my background. I do this as a hobby. And so I don't rely on, like, a two-way truthful relationship with the royal households, right? Like, I rely 100% on what the royal households release. I don't reach out to them for anything ever, um, nor would I, in theory, I, I think. I don't think I would ever reach out um, unless this became some really big thing, maybe then. But, like, that's not what I do. I do this as a hobby, and I share it with other people who also do this as a hobby. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm not happy, but I'm also not, like, ready to stop talking about William because, one, I learned from the way I responded to the Dutch royal family, and, two... I recognize the importance of trying to not cause public panic, which was already in happening in bounds. Um, so to have the queen at 94, Charles just recovering from COVID, and then William has COVID, like, I don't know what that would prompt other than the thought of a eight-year-old becoming He's not even eight. A seven-year-old becoming king. Like, uh, I get what he, what Kensington Palace and presumably William were doing. Like, let's not talk about it. But I don't see why the announcement didn't come in, like, May when he was better. I don't know. Um... But yeah, so that's the big news of the British royal family. It was trending on Twitter last night, at least my Twitter. I don't know if it was like trending worldwide or anything like that, but it was definitely trending in my Twitter world. Um, so it's a big deal and it's getting a lot of attention, mostly because no one understands the secrecy, much like me. So that's the deal there. It was it was a it was an adventure. Um and of course it happened right after I finished recording last night. Um but yeah, that's what was going on in the British royal family today. Um a event in the court circular for Charles and a um press uprising over um William having COVID in April. That being said, like, I'm glad he's fine. Um, the Duchess of Cambridge and the children never caught it. 
you know, it looks like they did everything right except for sharing public information. But, like, I don't know laws in the U.S. I, I don't, or in the U.K. I know some laws in the U.S. But, like, I don't know how private these people can be. Um, like, I don't know legally if he was within his rights to not share his medical information given that he is the future king but he's not the next king um I don't know it's just all very confusing I I don't know um I'm not happy but I'm not I'm not ready to um stick him in the dungeon I guess at this point um but yeah so that's what was going on in the UK and now we are going to move on to Denmark After an exciting weekend for the Danish royal family, um, today Crown Prince Frederick participated in, um, he gave a speech and participated in the first annual or the first royal digital trade promotion. Um, and t- um, today it was focused on the relationship between the Netherlands and Denmark. So originally this was supposed to be held in June in person in the Netherlands. It was announced maybe in March before COVID was like a European thing or like maybe right at the brink when kind of we all thought this was going to be over by the summer. Who remembers those days? Um... So it was announced then and then it was canceled or postponed till this week. Again, still happening in person at that point. Um, But then in the last, I can't remember exactly when they canceled it, um, the in-person element. But Frederick and Mary were supposed to go to the Netherlands this week um, to promote their, the trade relationship between the two countries. Um, this was a thing that I was like super looking forward to. Um, and now it's just not happening because COVID. Um, and so they compromised and did this like digital thing that was live streamed both in Copenhagen and in, um, the Netherlands. It was live streamed in Denmark, not just Copenhagen. Um, and so Frederick opened opened the, um, I guess, forum. I I don't really know what to call it. Um, But he gave a speech where he focused on the, um, where he focused on the relationship between the Netherlands and Denmark, stretching from 1520 when the, um, 
someone from, it wasn't even the Netherlands then, but a Dutch person, um, came to Denmark to start an agricultural enterprise. Um, they talk about how now the relationship is focused on sustainable energy and clean environment, um, and obviously focused on the climate crisis that we are living in, as well as the COVID crisis that we're living in. Um, and then he also mentioned briefly the friendship between the two royal families of Denmark and the Netherlands, um, and how on their state visit to Denmark in 2015, uh, King Willem Alexander and Queen Maxima focused a lot of their visit on sustainable developments, um, and businesses and stuff during that time. Um, so it was a really cool thing. It was no replacement for what it was supposed to be. I hate 2020. <laughs> I go through days. And today is just one of those days. Where like, this was an adequate replacement. Frederick's speech was really good. It was in English, which made it even better for me. But this is nothing in comparison to like them being on a royal tour. <laughs> you guys, I'm really tired. I'm really stressed out. And like this is making me want to cry because it just... This is what 2020 has been, right? And it's been this way for all of us. Like, I know this. Like, there are things that you're just, like, so looking forward to. And then they just don't happen. And the replacements for them are great. But, like, they're not. They're not enough. And it's just, it's hard. <sighs> And this is, like, not the thing to be emotionally upset about. Honestly, I recognize that. But, like, think of what this could have been, right? <laughs> I don't know. I hate 2020. I hate it so much. Um, so, that was the event in Denmark. I'm really glad it happened that this was able to be a, th a thing um, I think Frederick handled the consistent changing of the plan really well. Um, you know, he made kind of light of it and to much more, much opposite of what I'm doing where I'm just like dwelling on how it just didn't happen the way I wanted it to. Um, and so, yeah, that is what was going on in Denmark. So now we are going to move on into Norway because there was nothing going on in the Netherlands. Again, they don't have anything on the calendar till November 6th, which I think is Friday. Um, it is, it's Friday. And they might add in some pop-up engagements, but like they did last week, but I don't know. Um, as of right now, what's on the calendar is November 6th um, is the first engagement. So that's what's going on there. That's the update. And now we are going to move on into Norway.
we are actually ending our podcast in Norway today because there was nothing in Spain or Sweden today. So to end our podcast, we are going to talk about um, Queen Sonia having an event today. Um, So she met with eight art students um, who are studying at the Oslo Academy of the Arts. Um, And so she met with them to discuss a... um, exhibit of lithography I'm not an art person so I think that's what it's called um and they met at the Queen Sonia art stable which is actually having an exhibit um on this lithography um as well as like another huge exhibit that's going on um and so they spoke they showed Sonia art. Uh, this is the first time I've seen her in a face mask. So that was really interesting. Um, I think that just like speaks to Norway kind of getting ahead of the fact that yes, this is going to spike again. So, um, yeah, this is the first time I've seen her with a face mask, I think to my recollection. Um, I feel like it would be notable if she had worn one before. I can't, I just, I don't know. Um, but they, you know, talked, they explored the the art stable, um, which was actually, this is really cute. The, so the art stable is a former, obviously it's a stable. Um, it used to be like the royal stables. Um, and then it wasn't used. I, I don't really know. I didn't read too much into the history, but it wasn't being used. Um, and so for Queen Sonia's 80th birthday, King Harald, who also turned 80 the same year, um, gave her this art stable um, to hold different kinds of exhibitions from the, in a royal building. Um, So it's now this like art museum exhibit thing. And it's so cool. They kept some of the like actual stables, but like the art is all kind of focused, you know, in the center. It's very, very cool. I really appreciate it. Um, and also just like, what a sweet gesture. Like, what do you give? This is a legit question that I have in, in life is like, what do you gift when you're king and queen of a country? Like, what do you give to each other? I give so many questions like that. Like, what do you do about this? I don't understand. Um, but like, this is a really sweet gift, right? Like it's just, it focuses on her love of art and it combined like, here's something to do good with. I don't know. I think it's just a fantastic gift. Um, and also just like really sweet. So it was a really great 80th birthday gift that opened, um, officially on her 80th birthday. Um, and then was open to the public the next day, uh, July 5th of 2017. Um, and since then has held... Lots of different exhibitions. Um, of course, you know, with COVID, it was closed for a while. Um, they did reopen it um, with social distance safety measures, and maybe the mask is part of that. Um, but it's something that Sonia is usually really heavily involved in, but because of 2020 being the year that it is, um, just wasn't really able to do too much with it this year until now. Um, but yeah, so it was really great to see her um I have to remember that like 
order of precedence has changed back to normal, which is really exciting. Um, so King Harold is officially back in power and back to duties. He has things scheduled this week. So um, I think everything's pretty much in the palace, but like still really good news. Um, really happy that that's back to normal. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, that is the end of this podcast. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, check back tomorrow. Who knows what we're going to have. I, I tr- I'm going to try. I promise I'm going to try. Um, and with that, I will talk to you all tomorrow for something. Um, have a great day. And if you're American, please go vote. If you're not American, please think of us. Um, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Bye.